Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. This episode, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of Counting On, Ben Drops Beats. In case you need a refresher, which you almost certainly do not, you know it's coming, we know it's coming. In this episode, Ben explores his interest in Christian rap, the quote-unquote inner city, and he records what may be the worst hook in the history of... I don't know, music. (laughs) We also discuss Jill and Derek's white savior complex in Central America, Ben's thwarted rap career, the last gasps of Ginger's photography aspirations, and Flame's surprising and litigious history with satanic she-devil Katy Perry. But before we dive into all of that, of which there's a lot, uh, we are going to get into Duggar current events. We have some rumors going around about Ginger and Jeremy's marriage. That I don't want to say suffering, just needing a little work on it because of their joint podcasts. They have a podcast, for those who don't know, called The Hope We Hold. It's, uh, what's it about exactly? I don't fucking listen to it. So, uh, the yeah. Hope We Hold. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a promotional tool. It's a branding opportunity. Basically, it's like this little podcast that they threw together where Ginger, or actually almost exclusively Jeremy, pontificates okay. about Christianity and his quote unquote testimony and okay, other yeah. shit like that. Talks over Ginger. It's just a money grub for them to show to advertisers right. or whatever. I have listened to a few episodes. They're insufferable. You've listened to them in com- to completion? I listened to them on um, double time speed. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. that's just right. You know? I actually didn't know about this, but I guess according to a source in The Sun, they've been juggling a lot with a new baby and they are taking a step back from the podcast. Apparently, producing the podcast is so much stress on them that they need to take a step back and take time for themselves. So, But just in case you're worried, according to this quote unquote source, they are still very much in love and divorce is not in the cards, which obviously it's not. But I mean... What is this? What does this mean? Like, what kind of actual problems would they have? I mean, that, like many that Ginger would entertain. I mean, I think they have a fuck ton of problems that, that, none, she, maybe would, that she would admit to or address, even within their marriage. No, no. no. I think this is. Um, I heard from some people that if it's ever the case that there's an item in like a tabloid or something from a source that usually means like a celebrity's team, like their PR team or whatever. Okay. But it's the sun and I don't really like the sun. Right. Very fringe and very tabloid. Sure. So I don't know if that's the case, but um, no, I think that they maybe bit off more than they can chew with a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just like, yeah, they just want to take a break and they don't want to do it anymore for now. I mean, they are like super, I mean, I don't know about Jeremy. Obviously, Ginger's got to be super overwhelmed. They have a toddler. They have a newborn. So, I mean, I'm sure that plays into it. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure this is, like, a very stress. Like, it. they have a newborn. Like, of course, it's yeah. a busy time for them. Right. But that's the extent of that. I really don't think that there's, like, some new problem in their marriage that hasn't no. already been there for a while. Exactly. And I, def- I don't think this will escalate into anything. Um, But it's still, if no. it's true, I mean, it's a little bit juicy. Yeah, what would you see? I just think that um, what if the podcast becomes a reason for their divorce and they cite it in like divorce proceedings? Like we, like <laughs> Ginger's like enough, no more. Like you can't make me do this any longer. <laughs> well, time will tell. We'll see. Yes. So this episode of Counting On 
it kind of jumps around a little bit. So we'll start with Jill and Derek's story this episode. This is at a time when they're in Central America doing their missionary work. They are very much feeling themselves. They are sure they're doing so good. They're spreading their message. Michelle and Jimba visit and hand out Jesus coloring pages for all the local kids. They're they're in their element in that they're they're leading these people uh, with their faith, you know, as they're they do living living their uh, white savior fantasy. They are feeling it. And I should note, this is also time when Derek was growing out his hair and beard. So he is a very Christ-like in appearance. Which you've gone on record as appreciating aesthetically. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't know. You're not going to let you forget that one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Do you feel the same way about... um, about that in this episode i'm just curious not in this episode maybe there's like just a certain a certain way but no he's very very grimy here oh okay so this is the first time i think we've ever heard i mean jill and derek make a big deal about how they are learning spanish and they use it whenever Mm -hmm. they can and usually they just use words here and there but there was like a scene where we see jill talking to some kids in Spanish and I think she says like one sentence but it's more than we've ever heard her say anywhere else and I'm like hey that's not bad like I know she sounds to the naked ear like fluent like she 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 sounds legit yeah not just simple words that people who took Spanish one in high school know you know what I'm saying (laughs) like honestly it sounds so much more fluid than anything we've ever heard Derek say in Spanish and so yeah I've never heard Derek string a sentence together in Spanish and when he does, it is incredibly effortful and, like, not right always. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, props to Jill for trying to learn. And then, like, actually trying and not just, like, saying she's trying. Not just, like, Jim Bob's olas that he's fond yeah. of saying, regardless of yeah. what country they're in. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, next we have Ginger doing a photo shoot with Duggar family friends, Sierra and Mark Dominguez and their kids. Sierra has done baby showers for the Duggars before and maybe other small events. She hasn't really been around much, just as like an aside about Sierra. If you've watched Counting On, you've seen her. She's another fundy. But since she hasn't been around, there are like theories from fans about why she hasn't been around. Did they have a falling out? Some people think because she was just closer to the older Duggar girls and she hasn't really needed to throw any parties for them. She's just not around anymore and she's just not shown as much. I mean, who knows? It's not really important. But Ginger is acting as a family's photographer and just as her assistant. And as we've seen when Ginger was younger, um, she's just like in her element doing the photography thing that she could have had a real talent for, but is just seen as from the family's point of view as like a hobby that she obviously quickly gave up after she got married after she started courting really i noted that i think this is the last like the very last dying breaths of ginger's boho aesthetic and her artistic ambitions Mm -hmm. and her whole like style of dress that she had going on because the very next like episode after this she started courting jeremy and i i even made a note (laughs) there's Ginger in her typical of the time, her raccoon eyeliner. And yeah, you said like her specific style. And even though it's like very juvenile and not the best, um, I like enjoy it compared to the way she's been styled by Jeremy because it was her own little, if somewhat small, like her own little individuality kind of. 
Yeah, I mean, that is true. It was, it like came from the depths of her soul and her aesthetic preferences and (laughs) really didn't seem like it was influenced by um, just like anybody else or anything else. I was going to say like, as much as you can be an individual in the family, this was her ability to. So it's not much, but. Yeah. And like, to be clear, I always thought that this style, like she's wearing a beanie, a striped top and like a Mm -hmm. weird rust colored skirt and you know of course you were noting like the raccoon liner literally was never a fan of that combination i always thought it looked atrocious but it like it is sad to see that too squashed along with like yeah i know i mean i guess like in a way the the way she looks and dresses now could just be her you know being older and more mature which is totally fine and totally possible but i don't know it was just almost like a, a switch flick to off or on or whatever as soon as she got married and I don't know just any of her little individuality like sparks of it we had seen or thrown off the window it did seem like she stopped dressing for herself and started yeah like dressing for Jeremy and I think that like that's not even a stretch like we saw there's one episode where she goes to Rodeo Drive with Jana or something and she buys that like $300 mm-hmm. like jacket yep. and the the very first thing she says is like Jeremy Jeremy's gonna love this like he loves me and stuff like this yep that's so true oh yeah I mean she completely not I mean what I'm saying is like we're not pulling this out of our ass like yeah there have been instances in which we've seen like Mm -hmm. she's aware that she's conforming to what yeah her husband likes yeah her headship her toothy slack jaw headship the receding hairline to map yeah, he has a weird head. Everything about his head literally is weird. I know. I know. <laughs> Strange fellow. <laughs> oh, also about Sierra Joe. Yeah. I think I remember there being something about how Joy was her like mother's helper for a spell. Like she spent a couple not, not okay. a couple years, but she was sort of like leased out to the family and like helped out Sierra around this time because there was also another episode where Jill described Sierra as her quote unquote best friend and I'm like all right honey you're 16 you shouldn't be best friends with someone who's 30 right but I think it was a rumor that you know how like cousin Emily lives with like Anna Duggar now and Mm -hmm. people yes I do know this yeah, people speculate that she's there to kind of like help out because yeah. there's no way that one woman and a lazy no. husband can take care of six children. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, I think that they were close for that reason. And then maybe yeah. Joy like stopped and, you know, got married shortly after this. And Sierra was one of Joy's bridesmaids. So oh, there's that's that. True. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know of any other like concrete reason that. Like, I don't think there's any evidence of, like, a fallout or anything, but... Right, nothing major. That, no, but she never... It doesn't seem like she ever hangs around the Duggars anymore, like the Duggars hang around her. Yeah, she just kind of f- fell off in a weird way. I do think that it could be true that they find her a little bit cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Which says, like, a lot coming from them. For those who don't know, I mean, she... I don't follow her on social media. I don't suggest anybody yeah. does. Yeah. But she's on there all the fucking time. She she's the queen of TMI. She writes these like long, long essays on mm-hmm. Instagram about how much work it is to be a mother of like whatever, how eight kids she has now and like how stressed yeah. she is all the time. Like her captions are are basically blog entries. Yeah, absolutely blog entries. Uh-huh. And um yeah. they're 
pretty depressing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She just seems like an extremely online person who overshares, documents everything she does. And maybe, yeah. you know, no one no one likes to feel like they're being used for, like, social media engagements. That also might be right. a reason why the Duggars could be distancing. Is she, is she fundy as the Duggars are? I thought yeah. she was. Yeah, but she's, she's a pants wearer. So heathen. <laughs> <laughs> and she lets her daughters wear shorts so that's oh very that's actually i that's why i was asking i mean to my knowledge she's very very funny going off her insta posts and her like yeah. unhinged like stories and stuff but yeah god it how bananas that a mother lets her daughter wear shorts and we're like oh my god progressive like, oh my queen. god she's like, so <laughs> open-minded oh yeah I know. yeah yeah <laughs> Touch my pearls. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Only in this little corner of the world are we like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay. But still, I don't even think, like, you know, Alyssa Bates, who dresses pretty scantily for fundy standards, like, I don't think she lets her kids wear, and she has, like, three girls. I don't think she lets them wear shorts, does she? I don't know. I'm looking at her Instagram now. She has let her daughters wear pajama pants jeans i see her kids in jeans yeah i see shorts wow okay good on them i wonder do you think like all the eviv evy evangelists <laughs> are gonna yeah. be allowed to i wonder too because all of their husbands with the exception of austin are less like fundy that's a good point yeah um okay so on Alyssa bates um instagram she also has her daughters like in real bathing suits in the summer what yeah oh my god i am shocked i know (laughs) shocked pleasantly surprised yeah honestly i think it's so no matter what we obviously don't align with these people on anything i think it's like objectively so much more healthy for their daughters to grow up like knowing that no one's gonna pass away at the side of their knee you know like they shouldn't feel ashamed of like their elbows and like thigh it's just like I said, they give us these little crumbs and we're just like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but those like little aspects, those tiny little tidbits. Yeah. But also it's important, like body dysmorphia, you have body shame, like fucks you up, you know, when you're like young and a girl and in a hyper religious family. Like I mean that's not it's not a small thing. I speaking, you know, it's not a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they get they get the photos of Sierra Joe's kids and um mm-hmm. They're not, they're just like, meh. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're photos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, that's probably the last time we saw Ginger lean on her photography interest. But after that, we are at the Duggar compound and the Duggar Mm -hmm. kids are all building this extravagant treehouse. It's huge, involving lots of power tools, lots of, planks of wood it's not just like your standard thing and we have the scene of all of them like the older Duggar kids planning everything out in the dining room and Jess is taking charge and giving lots of like very strong opinions as to be expected and in one of Jana's interviews she says that Jessa has a lot of opinions and likes to let everyone know she is the head architect she is the head contractor Mm -hmm. she is keeping everybody in line like she clearly has a vision she called john david out for not wanting to like insulate the treehouse which uh-huh. I, don't, I don't need to insulate a treehouse but 
whatever. Um, we why he didn't want it, but he wanted to. So they were gonna put in windows, but JD wanted yeah. to not insulate the treehouse. And yeah, I don't think you need to. It's a treehouse. It's a treehouse, but it's also she house. did want plumbing and electricity. I, I'm not sure if it was a joke. <laughs> I honestly could see her being like, yeah, I think it'd be good to have electricity. Oh my God. She has ambition. Yeah. She has a vision. She knows exactly what she wants. And she knows how to get people to execute it, which is, yeah, she's in charge for sure. <laughs> Indisputably. I know. And like, even though in this episode, they just get this huge base done. So it's nowhere near finished. I'm like, it's pretty impressive that they could all just like come together and do this. But also that they have already all of the tools, the lumber, the trucks, like the, uh, I don't even know what, I'm so unversed in this that I don't even know what you call them. But those like things that people use to change the telephone wires, you know, like the telephone wire, it's like a little crane that elevates the person. Oh, oh yeah i don't know what they're like yep. i'm so i'm such a like yeah my point is it is like it's also they're lucky to have all that shit lying around and oh i know yeah. if i was a kid i would have been fucking obsessed with that treehouse like i know that's tight there's one scene where um ginger and joy and a couple of the other older girls are using like power tools to cut wood and all this stuff. And Ginger talks about people's preconceived ideas about the Duggar girls and not knowing they have experience in construction. And I'm just like, well, any of these like preconceived ideas that we all have is literally because they make us believe that all of the women in their family and their religion are just meant to be wives and baby makers. So obviously this is a surprise. Okay, but also, do you remember when they were building the house, like the Discovery House? Yes. They definitely were putting all their kids to work there. Like, you remember that? They like, were. Yeah, that's yeah. why they couldn't do it, because they had a bunch of, yeah. like, <laughs> they had children <laughs> trying to build a steel-framed house. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Yeah, I think for them, being cheapscapes always supersedes um, reifying traditional gender roles. <laughs> that's a good point. That is a good point. Okay. Sure. um yeah it's probably weird for fundies in general but for the duggars like they're fucking cheap they don't like spending money they like you know putting their their kids to good use i guess yeah that's true yeah Free labor. i think it might yeah, exactly i think it yeah. might be specific to the family in terms of putting all their girls and boys to work at an early age but <sighs> because of that like i wasn't like out of my share surprise but also mm-hmm. there is no fucking chance ginger lift a finger to help with this ginger was inside no. making hot chocolate maybe yeah. taking photos on her iphone like she was not helping out yeah the people we saw no. like at the at the, the, the hands joy them. for sure which is i'm not surprised about that at all oh yeah so um all the girls bring out the hot chocolate to yes. the people working anna's there Yep, she's helping with the hot chocolate. I was surprised about how many scenes Anna was in. Was Josh gone? Was he like away because of the scandals? He might have been. I think he, I think, yeah, yeah, this episode came out in April of 2016, but it might have obviously probably filmed earlier. I think he was still in rehab, but. Yeah, because uh, they make a point to show her a lot. She's also in a scene where the older Duggar girls are trying to call Jill and Jill in Central America. She gives a little commentary yeah, on exactly. that. Yeah, featured a lot of yeah. interviews. It just seemed like she was kind of shoehorned in a lot of scenes that 
didn't really have a lot to do with her because they weren't talking about what she was going through, obviously. But right. it's almost like at the time, Jim Bob and Michelle are like, you know, see, there's nothing wrong. She's fine. Everything's fine. You know, Josh is healing and, and Anna still loves him and she's still a part of her family. Yeah. And- yeah. Like trying to reinstitute normalcy. But also I think there's another thing happening, which is that I think they were trying to leave the door open for Josh and Anna and specifically Josh to like make a re-entry onto the show a sort of like, I think they were laying yeah. the groundwork for like a potential redemption arc on television. That's a good, that's a really good point because this around this time, obviously because we saw in this episode and just in general, in the first few seasons of counting on Anna was, she was featured a decent amount and you're right. It, I could see it was it was because of that, like keeping the door open just in case Josh could eventually be welcomed back in. Yeah. I'm really curious to know actually when that door was shut for sure. Because now Anna, Anna posted something on Instagram about how she's not – it's rare that she and Josh and her, their kids are allowed to be around the Duggars when they're filming because they can't be on camera anymore. I don't think Anna's allowed to be on the show, is she? Shit. I guess not. When did she – Huh. When was her last appearance on Counting On? I yeah. Think. <laughs> It'll just be interesting to like maybe keep an eye out and see when she made her official exit. Yeah, or unofficial exit sure. from the show. I know. There's never any big deal made about it. Hmm. I don't know. It's like I can't imagine not seeing her during like all the gender reveals and weddings and stuff. But um, if nothing else, she gradually just appeared less and less until it was like nothing. Yeah, I think it probably became pretty clear that nobody was jonesing for Uh a Josh redemption. (laughs) Yeah. So, Ben and Jessa, in this episode, are planning a trip to St. Louis to see Christian hip-hop artist Flame, who... Ben explains he he like discovered his music and like basically slid into his DMs and decided to meet him in person to try to I don't know like get into some like youth ministry type ideas with Flame because he's from the quote inner city. Okay, if you don't know who Flame is, you're in the majority of everybody. This guy seems like a very not well known like he seems like yeah. a small rapper. Exactly. Right. You you know him if you know this episode, basically. Um, he's a Christian artist. But okay, so in 2019, he was in the news because he had accused Katy Perry of using a beat for one of his songs in her song Dark Horse. We we did the work for you guys. And we we listened to both of them. I mean, I, I before I go into like the results of his like lawsuit. I, I mean, I could hear, like, a similar beat, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, like, in the music industry. So I don't know how major it is. Yeah, I did end up watching a 20-minute YouTube video about the similarities. The of yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how. It, it seems like a fever dream. I was in bed just, like, at the end of the studio. I'm like, wow, now I think I know more than I ever wanted to about just these <laughs> right. four fucking notes that I guess you're debating over. But... Um, I don't know. There's debate. It's like, can you really own a progression of chords <laughs> or notes? Yeah. And it's like, on the one hand, no. On the other hand, maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Copyright law. <laughs> um, right. But, oh, okay. I yeah. did read a little portion of the lawsuit. And it seems like okay. what Flame took a lot of issue with. with okay. more Like, 
even not I not even more so than the stealing of the the beat, but the lawyer claimed that irreparable harm had been done to Flame's reputation by this association with someone who was satanic, pagan, used <laughs> oh, a naughty and by by associating his name and beat that people would think that he was associated with this like anti-Christian, you know, pagan hussy of that is Katy nobody Perry. cared about it, Flame, because nobody fucking knows you. Like, yeah, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Like, you need to have a reputation that's conceivably on par, you know, but yeah. she's not the case. Make a difference. You know, what's also funny is that Katy Perry, in general, has a history of like litigation with religious figures like did you hear about the other thing about the nunnery or like the convent in la no explain so she tried to purchase a convent from a group of nuns or from the catholic church and then the nuns who you were using this mansion as a convent objected to the sale because they didn't like Katy perry's character and they thought it was like morally objectionable and they couldn't bear isn't it it's just like so random that Apparently, religious figures really fucking hate Katy Perry. <laughs> like they really hate Jesus. Which is funny. It's so weird that she seems like a pretty tame, like normal yeah. cheap comparison. Right, like of all the artists to to claim that she's this satanic, dark. Yeah, no, hell no. In it, um, but okay. So, but in the in this case um flame tried to get like millions from her and a jury ruled in his favor for him to get 2.78 million dollars but a judge overruled it and he basically got nothing but he appealed oh. it and what's the status it's under appeal it's going to okay. the ninth circuit okay. of appeal oh my God. <laughs> the things that the, the knowledge i've acquired fucking <laughs> this matter oh god yeah now i know that um it's going before the ninth uh, circuit court of appeal and <laughs> soon we'll know whatever i'm rooting for flame i'm pro redistribution of wealth <laughs> hope, he gets his, hope he gets his bag um Katy perry has enough to go around i don't fucking care about any of this like he <laughs> does i think it's just like a i'll be curious to see who wins yeah, okay. According to celebrity, I just have to know. According to celebrity <laughs> net worth, Katy Perry has an astounding net worth of three hundred and thirty million. So yeah, she'll be I. Right. She'll be Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Flame, I would just say if you get the money, because I know you are listening to <laughs> this podcast, um, I don't know, use it to fund I don't know, some ministry. I don't know, just use it for good. I don't care. It seems like he's like a genuine guy. He yeah we can talk about it but he like takes ben on a tour of st louis and he t- he seems invested in wanting to reinvest in the community where he came from and yeah whatever. i will never mm-hmm. take issue with that for sure so yeah so ben and jessa are going to st louis to meet with flame they're traveling with their baby ben i have to note that ben is wearing like a one of those like flat brim like baseball hats um Mm -hmm. clearly he's just trying to you know he has to look cool to see his new idol that he is a super fan of somehow um and yet i just want to say he pairs the flat brim baseball cap with like the nerdiest fucking outfit i've ever seen on anybody man woman or child like he's wearing like a plaid button down blue button down under like a preppy green like american eagle v-neck and like yeah 
<laughs> he just looks so like nerdy. He looks like so he preppy and nerdy and like what was he going for? I, I think <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. You no. know, mystery for the ages. Was it like radical juxtaposition? Was it like <laughs> I don't know? Was but, it like an afterthought? I don't know. That's, that's yeah. also what I'm thinking. Like maybe he was at the airport and he was like, "God, I'm <laughs> going to St. Louis." Like, I can literally see that being the case. Okay, I think we'll go with that. Right. I think that's more probable than so. <laughs> any like radical conscious fashion decision on his part to like right. put together a fit. It it really did seem like an afterthought. Yeah, oh for sure. Ben explains how he got really into Christian rap, which okay, and uh discovered flame and he's like super into him. And from the time they get off the plane, um, there's just like a lot of commentary about like how different the neighborhood is from where Ben and Jessica grew up. There seems to be a lot of curiosity on Ben's part about mm-hmm. what living in a city is like. And so yeah. it's like it it just seems like he wants to live in a city. Oh, poor Ben. <laughs> yeah, because we know that's not going to happen no. because Jessica will. She's gone. On, she's like absolutely. She stated that she would refuse to leave mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Ben and Jessa meet with Flame at his, like, studio. But really quick, that we cut to the producers asking the Duggars what hip-hop is. And we have another one of those moments where, like, they're playing dumb. But it's like you said before, and like we've said before, it's almost like they're playing dumb on purpose and giving us the, the stupid answers to sound that way, if you know what I mean. Answers that they think are absolutely hilarious and yeah. are exactly the opposite. Like, yeah, truly super cool. ignorant. Um, Joy says that hip hop is kind of like rock music. John D. Wait, yeah. wait, where would you get that from? Like, what is that even? How, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I told you that. Um, John David says that you don't even have to be a great singer to do it. Throwing some shade. It's just like so. It's just so ignorant. So it's so ignorant. I was actually surprised that Anna seemed to get it the closest. She was like, it's kind of like yeah, but- talking over a beat. And I was like, that's not entirely incorrect. Yeah, but she says that the other producer is like telling her what it is as she's doing as she's <laughs> explaining it. True, yeah. I mean, they're just talking or something. Giving her a little win in her miserable, crazy fucking life. Right. <laughs> you get to tell us what hip hop is. Yeah. Yeah, no. I can't get over Joy saying that it was like rock. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> Maybe it's like rock in that we're not allowed to listen to it and yeah. we think it's sinful trash. Like, yeah, in that we don't know anything about it. And Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ben, they're in this recording studio. Ben is into it. He says he's been exploring this interest in Christian rap. Jessa is so uncomfortable yeah we have a lot of like like nervous little laughs and just not much talking from her at all no eye contact with anybody in the room yeah nervous laughter like yeah i mean okay imagine if you were told and i don't really have to imagine that much but like if you were told from birth that this is like sinful music of the world like it's designed to lead you down a path of sin and away from god and suddenly you're in a recording studio with like people for whom this is like their career and their passion and like they're all really into it and you're just like watching your husband like engage in this thing that you were 
for years just like indoctrinated into believing was like yeah. the number one most sinful thing and like a gateway drug to hell basically yeah. like that's what and you can tell like that was what was going on on her face She's like, like counting down the minutes until they can leave and it's weird because in interviews and mm-hmm. in talking heads she says just enough to appear supportive and not yeah. contradict ben in any way but her face says it all like exact i feel like that was her inner monologue that those thoughts are what was so clearly reflected on her face yeah she can't hide it you know? no no you could totally tell and especially for someone who you know just earlier in the episode she was so like commanding and you know <laughs> True. yeah and she now- completely shrunk into this like yes. wallflower of women like yes there's also there's an appearance here of Molly. Molly. She called her bangs Molly, like when she got her blunt front oh cut bangs. Oh my god. Yes, this is a period where Jessa has these wispy bangs that look very good. I'm into it. Um unlike side note, unlike um Joy's recent bangs situation, if you're aware of that. They look bad. Um uh, but people they look bad. They're very dark and heavy. They're dark and heavy. They don't suit her. She's. Oh. I think Joy is like absolutely like beautiful. Yeah, like, stunning. Yes. Um, I don't think they look good. But also, I was like going through the Instagram comments, and they were all so fucking mean. And I was Ooh. like, okay, maybe we can think that, and Ooh. we can say that on a podcast that not that many people listen to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would never like. Okay. For all the snark that we do on the sub, like I'm, I, I would never, it would never occur to me to like write something mean about someone's appearance on their own fucking post. Like, what are they gonna do? Take it down? Like, they put so it you, up there like, in the world already. You literally go out of your way, yeah. yeah. And it's like, what do you think she's gonna do in response? Like, take down all these photos in shame because she hates right. her hair? Like, I don't know. I, I just would. I think it's like tacky when people, um, right, most directly, like you know, criticizing. And I know yeah. <laughs> it's like pot meat kettle, but <laughs> I, I think mean, there's a difference. We gave her a compliment sandwich. Okay. We said <laughs> like, she's pretty. We don't like her bangs, but she's, you know, attractive yeah. otherwise. And also, um, yeah, we're not like, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to keep telling myself that it's different. <laughs> so I feel better. <laughs> yeah. So we have been get into the sound booth. Mm-hmm. And record his infamous line. One, two, two three. three. Does, Does anybody, anybody believe that? Oh, God. <laughs> That was kind of as good as it sounded for Ben. That wasn't like bad on our part. That was maybe yeah. a step up or what was in that recording right. booth. I know we can't do worse, so No, exactly. Oh, we did not do worse. Yeah. Can you believe um, oh, oh my god. god. Yes. This be like this sound. You know. I, I feel like I it like whisper it like finds its way into the recesses of my mind, like in the middle of the night when I'm trying to fall asleep like, sometimes. Like randomly (laughs) absolutely an intrusive thought yeah intrusive thought (laughs) there's there's only a couple things 
in the world that can make me like burst out laughing in the middle of the day for no reason. Like <laughs> yeah. that is one of them. Yeah. For sure. um, oh, it's so bad. Ben. Okay. First of all, he's sitting in the recording studio and um, flames producer spec asks him like, do you rap Ben? And the way he demurs is so funny because like he clearly is like dying to be asked to rap and like yeah. dying to get into the recording booth. But he's like, no, 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 like I don't, I don't really rap. Like yeah. just sometimes, just like sometimes for me by myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he clearly thinks he's like a prodigious talent about to be discovered. Like this is like the beginning of his new life. Yeah. Um, gets into the recording studio and everybody's really kind about it <laughs> yeah yeah everybody laughs but nobody's like ben you fucking suck which no i uh, he probably knew at the time like right. he says that um he couldn't hear because the sound was too loud which sure sure <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> jessa was dying inside oh god yes but they take the clip, and um, I will say, Flame and Speck, they did turn it. They also recorded Spurgeon in the um, uh-huh. recording group, like, crying and laughing. Or, no, just, like, um, cooing, making Spurgeon some- was cooing. Yeah, Spurgeon yeah. was having a good time. Yeah. It. So they mix these, these, like, samples together of, like, Spurgeon in the background over Ben's, like, mm-hmm. beat. And it they make something that is, like, listenable it's cute yeah it's yeah. not like you know ear screeching <laughs> right Which exactly major props for them for that yeah it's yeah it's a little something it's a little something yeah. no easy feat no. given what they started with oh, god does anybody here believe <laughs> i believe i believe i believe i believe <laughs> Oh God! All right. So after after this, um, this is when Flame takes Ben like on the tour of his neighborhood where he grew up, and Ben kind of talks about his faith and how he would like to like to do something with with youth, and kind of asks for Flame's advice. Um, and, you know, it's it's not it's it's nice, like you said, yeah. it's, like it's different. It's different from the like Derek's dynamic with what he's doing. Oh, definitely. I yeah. I do think it's different. I still, not to say that it's not problematic for like this white sure. dude to suddenly decide that he wants to like, you know, dive into inner city ministry having no experience. Yeah. yeah. He never also he never explains like why he feels called to it. Like why no. what intrigues him about him. Like I don't think we find out. No. No. And um. Yeah, I mean, like, he says he's, like, inspired by Flame, which is, like, great. But, yeah, like, I don't think he's done anything with youth ministry in, like, a like an official capacity at all. Um, he, like, works for the Duggars. That's what his job is. Yeah, I guess he's their, t- he's their teacher, so I guess he is oh, working yeah, with Oh, yeah, he does do uh, some of the, t- yeah. Which, like, I mean, I think that he is someone who got married really young, mm-hmm. obviously, and did not have a chance to explore or discover what his interests were. Yeah. And so now we seem like kind of like grasping at straws to figure out like, Oh my God, is it this? Is it this? Like, right. He seems like someone who at this point was really like looking, you know, he was yeah, searching 
that's a good way to put it yeah that's that seems really accurate for sure yeah i don't he got married at 19 you know know. um i think in the episodes following this he does like i think he helps arrange some some like events in arkansas for some like youth in need which is like which is great but like it just falls off then there's not really anything else that he does you know what show i would watch um remember how simple life like paris and nicole would try out all these different jobs okay i want a new simple life where all the dugger boys try out different jobs and dugger girls until they find finally something they like and they're like oh that's I feel like, okay, we just gave them a winning solution for how to revive their dying show. Like, that there has, you like, go. That's, that's, yeah. the next, that's the next show in the franchise. And it's not even, we're not, it's not even, like, welcome to platform. We're not even demanding that they be, like, exposed to, like, worldly influences and right. start questioning their beliefs. It's just, like, fucking find an interest that you like. <laughs> outside it. of your cult, outside of your family. Your and your domestic duties for yes. the world. Yes. I feel like this is such a good idea. And I'd be honestly really curious to know, like, what Me if these too. people are randomly interested in, like, weird, I weird shit just, like, have a talent for, like... Something they, like, never would have thought. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, my God. We should pitch a... <laughs> Email discovery, TLC. Uh, put together a deck and... Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. We did it. We saved the show. We did it. I feel like a lot of people, like, bag on Ben for not having a job and being lazy and maybe he is but i am i it's just something i'm curious like and i look out for it's like his professional development because it seems like he's dabbled in a bunch of different things i agree and teaching young children for a fundy boy is in fundy land that's considered like kind of like feminine work right yeah so i think in that sense like he's going against the grain at least somewhat in some way yeah i wonder if he went to public school Maybe like a, like not homeschooled, but maybe like a religious school. Oh, he was homeschooled. Oh, was he? Yep, you're right. Hmm. But he went to college for a little bit. Ben? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what? Like community college? He went to yeah, like science. Out. He got an associate's degree, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know about after that. Yeah, go forth and keep exploring, Ben. Go towards the horizon. A greater future awaits if only you you go out and look. <laughs> anything else? Anything else that you want to mention about this episode? This iconic, infamous episode of Counting On? It gave us um, a gem of a quote that will never leave our minds. No. It'll, anyone it believe it. throws itself into the deepest recesses of your brain. It's there. It'll it. always be there. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're now bitches. Um, not going anywhere anytime soon. And you know what? I I I give Ben credit for getting in that booth because he was terrible and that was scary. So you know what? He gets um he gets some credit for me for that. Yeah. Credit to Ben. Also credit to Flame here. Okay. Credit to Flame. Credit to Flame. I think that I was kind of like searching just like new stuff about him recently, and it seems like he put out this new track in the wake of the George Floyd protests and like the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening over the summer. And the lyrics were very pointed. Here, I'll read some of them. Yeah, so. please do. Okay. So it's from his new 2020 album, uh, this song called Tr- The Truman Show. Hear the lyrics. So he said, I voted pro-life. I saluted to the flag. I listened to all your preachers. Bring them Christian morals back. When they go left, we go right. At first, I couldn't see your lies. 
You said we were equally in Christ. Till a black man's life is on the line, then the true man shows. Then he keeps going and he says, like, everybody's saying peace, peace until a black man is killed on the streets. Black woman killed in her sleep. Now apartheid in Palestine in the Middle East. And I'm like, holy fuck. He says, even when I'm sitting in the pews, preacher keeps talking about looting. Had a lot to say about that, but not about police shooting. And I'm like, okay, one more and then. And then I'm done. I never assumed that the church was flawless, but this one was different. They recorded the lynching. All of us saw. I thought that the church would rise confronting racism this time. I mean, I think that's really like, I hope Ben is fucking listening. Like I hope Ben continued to listen to Flame's music and Flame is directly calling out the hypocrisy of white Christians who, you know, will gladly extend shows of like brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ and then be silent when black Christians and black people in general are trying to confront the issues of racial injustice in the U S you know, right. Um, It seems like here flame is like reflecting a lot about like the hypocrisy within the church. And it's, it's very pointed against like, honestly, people Mm -hmm. not Ben, but people like Ben. Right. For sure. Um, Who are really quick to come out and talk the talk, but maybe not like show up. Um, I guess we're officially like Team Flame, man. Yeah, I think we are. That's yeah, the, yeah. Consensus of this episode: we are pro Flame on this pod. Shit, hope he gets that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, for I mean, here for precisely this reason, mm-hmm. as much as it's like nerdy and dorky of Ben to like go out of his way, so f- you know, to like fangirl over this fanboy over this rapper he found on mm-hmm. instagram and then go to st louis and try to become an inner city minister ultimately like it is only a net positive for these people to get out of their comfort zone and realize that there's a you know multiplicity of experiences with mm-hmm. within and with christianity and right. like yours is not the only one that matters and right. like there's different views there's different um perspectives exactly mm-hmm. and it like exposure to that will only be be a positive hopefully if they if they keep like listening and just like i know practicing what they purport to preach a- a- amen amen <laughs> can I, I do believe yeah can yeah. anybody here believe it <laughs> i believe it all right that is it for this episode of side hugs we'll be back next wednesday and before then uh be sure to follow us on instagram at side hugs pod and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts all right uh we'll see you next wednesday snark on mother duggers <laughs>